episode of From Corner to Corner. Neil is back in the house with us after running for political office. We talk about Jeff Saturday and getting his win and his debut. We talk about the unfortunate Virginia University shooting. World Cup starts this week. All this and more on this week's episode of From Corner to Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world, this is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I'm Sean here with Wes and Who's that guy? Is is that is that Neil? It is I. He's finally back. The prodigal son has returned. I mean, we we were talking this afternoon. Wait, 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 I, wait. I can't wait. remember how long it's been. Wait. I'm not Coach Prime. But hit my music. Your opinion don't matter This maniac Is gonna step on whomever I mean, that's fitting, you know Cause I'm back You are back I'm back And not only am I back But I promise, I'm better than ever (laughs) I think Toby Keith once said, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Yeah. I ain't as good as I once was. That's true. That's true. That's something this show's been missing. Well. In my absence. Our songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you're back. Well, I tell you what. Before we get started. I want to take just a moment. And. That was enough. <laughs> and moving on. Next topic. <laughs> Do, do a moment of silence for the, the three that got killed at Virginia yesterday. And horrible scene. Former football player came in and killed three current football players. Thank goodness they caught him. He was on the run there for a little bit. So let's just do a, a brief moment of silence for those guys. Anytime that you see one of these shootings, you have to feel bad, right? I mean, it's such a senseless act that continues to happen over and over. And, you know, you'll have people that will talk that we need tougher gun laws. We talked in our text thread the other day, and it's not a gun issue. It's a heart issue. Yeah. And it's evil that is in the world. Yeah. And you can't stop evil. No, and I mean, 
evil is going to always be there. And, and your gun activists are just like Adam said. It's like, well, uh, there's a no gun rule for being on a college. How did a gun get there? Well, because he's an evil person. Well, and because law, issues. lawbreakers don't follow the law. Right, which is why they're called lawbreakers. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't really hard for him to get in there with that gun. Well, I mean, they apparently were coming back from a field trip and were on. They had been in D.C. Uh, watching a play as part of a class. They had they had had a meal together as a group, and it was after they returned to to the University of Virginia. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even on campus. Uh, I think I think they had just got back to campus. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, but uh, senseless tragedy, nonetheless. Uh, we're hearing more and more of that happening at schools, on college campuses, mm-hmm. at the at the grocery store, um, and 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 it goes back to we have a heart issue. We have so many people that are intolerant of everyone, and I'm right, you're wrong. I'm smart, you're dumb. Yeah, I'm going to show you. And of course, one of one of the things COVID had brought has brought out. Is mental health was an issue prior to COVID? It's an even bigger issue now. Mental health is huge, and you know, working in the school systems and working with uh, kids, it's a big issue, even for young people. And if it's not treated, and we're not doing things like therapy and counseling early on, and even medication to some extent, and the issue just continues to manifest itself, and eventually. You're going to have to have a release. And I think, unfortunately, this is the release for some of these people. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, we could spend two episodes talking about the effects of, of what COVID did to our country and to our businesses and stuff like that. But, but alas, that's not what we are. Right. We're not a political thing. I did want to just mention that part of it, though. But, so, since you're back, most of our listeners know that you were running for school board. I was. So the the nights that you were not here when we were recording, you were out there doing you know political things. Yeah. So so even though you said we're not a political show, I'm a politician. Yeah. Yeah. You you are. So what was that like? I Man, mean, you said that you learned things that you've never learned before. So let's just give you a few minutes to talk about what was it like to actually run for office. I know the morning that you went and voted, you sent me a screenshot. And go, it's still hard to believe that I am looking at my name on this ballot. Right. Um, It's a lot harder than I ever imagined it was going to be. It's like the world's most awkward popularity contest. Um, You know, you think that, oh, well, it's just school board or it's just city council or, you know, it's something minor. Um, But it's a big deal. Like, it's a huge deal to... Put your name out there. Because not only am I putting my name out there, I'm putting my family's name out there. And, you know, they're front and center on the on the, on the the campaign trail with me, too. Uh, so you, you, you learn a whole lot. I learned quickly that people want to talk to you. People that I hadn't talked to before, they would see me at church or they'd see me at the store. Out, and they would be like, hey, you're running for school board, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And they would want to tell me how they thought the school board ought to be fixed or the school system ought to be fixed or, you know, things that they liked. Like, and most of the things they talked to me about, there was nothing that I was going to be able to do about it. So one of the biggest things I found out is 
people just want to be heard. They want to feel like they're talking to somebody who they view as important and maybe can influence their 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 issues or their problems or anything like that. So uh, I'm a very social person. I enjoy talking to people, and that was weird for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you... One thing for sure is is that you you learned that people do care about our school system and, and what transpires with our kids. Now, a lot of times that might be more so what transpires with their kids, right? And like you said, that probably comes into where, I, well, I I can't fix it, Miss Johnson, that your little son Johnny is constantly getting in trouble, but, you know, I can't fix that. But I'll listen to your problem. Right, right. Um, And, you know, we, having a a choice on the ballot this year for our our school board seat, 500 more voters came out Mm -hmm. and voted. Um, So we had roughly 1,800 voters, 700 of which thought I was the right choice to be on the school board. I came up short, but you know, when I've had a, a, a week to think about everything, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. Um I'm disappointed and I'm not disappointed that I lost. I wasn't really anticipating winning. Um I mean, but if anybody tells you that they like winning, then I'll show you a loser because nobody likes to to, to lose. I'd like to know how many people lived in the other district that was up um, compared to yours, and and, and because there was only mm, seven or eight hundred people that voted in that district. They're all basically even. The twenty twenty census uh, broke up the district, so you're you're roughly looking somewhere between fifty five. And fifty six hundred in about every district, and and you got you all got almost a thousand more voters to come out in your district mm-hmm. than the other. Yep, I mean, I, I mean that would indicate that your seat was pretty important. I got two hundred more votes than the winner in the other district. Yeah. Now yeah. there were three people running in that district, and that and that skewed the numbers somewhat. But I still got two hundred more votes right. than the winner of the other district. Um. I was disappointed, as I said, not in the fact that I lost, because statistically, the the national average for a first-time person running for any political office and winning against an incumbent is twelve percent. So, I mean, the DAC, the DAC, DAC. I'm back on football. <laughs> the deck was stacked against me, regardless. Uh, but. I was very, very much, I, I didn't know what to, to expect. I didn't know what to think would happen. Um, my ego got bruised whenever I got beat, just because I think that's natural, because I'm not a good loser. I'm a gracious loser, but I'm not a good loser. Um, again, show me somebody that's a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. Like, yeah. n- losing stinks. Right. So... Uh, but I did learn a lot. I've had a, I've I've heard a lot of encouraging things. Uh, if I choose to run for a political office again, I have some things that I would do differently. Um, I'm not so sure that I ever will. Uh, but 
like it's a bucket list thing. I can say that I ran for a political office and I was on a ballot. You're tr- that's true. Uh, so, all in all, it was a great experience. I'm uh, happy with the race that I ran. Uh, I think that I, you know, I was honorable. Um, I, I didn't say anything to run down my opponent because that's not the person that I am. Uh, I actually despise political races that become mudslinging contests. There's no need for that. Um, and and even if I was ever in an election and the other and and my opponent, whoever that opponent might be, if I was ever running, decided to go that route, I don't think I still would. Uh, just because that's that's not who I am and that's not how I want people to see me. But uh, I heard lots of positive things. I mean, nobody came out and said that I was a moron for running. So, right. I mean, that's good. Yeah. But, you know, it it uh, took a lot of time, took a lot of energy and a lot of, and, and a lot of effort. Uh, that's obviously why I was gone the last several weeks uh, because I was focusing energy and and effort elsewhere, you know, I was out, uh, you know, kissing hands and shaking babies, uh, placing signs and listening to people and talking to people. And I, I got to meet people that, uh, I hadn't got to meet before. Uh, and then at the end of the day, like I said, 700 people voted for me. I don't know 700 people. Yeah. So there were people that I don't really know that either by something I said or something that, a friend of theirs said or a family member or neighbor made them vote for me. So when I sit back and think about it, that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, <clears throat> we're all proud of you for doing it and uh, representing. And, uh, you know, obviously we're sorry that you didn't win, but uh, we're glad that you're back. I'm glad Because back. you are uh, one of the brain trust of this podcast and – Hey it's now, not, it's you're not, an all star. It's not the it's same without you. That, it, it, it definitely is. Well, and you know that's one thing I heard. I mean, our numbers have been down since you've been gone. Now, that's so. one of the things I've heard. People that listen to the show, they're like, "Man, I ain't heard you on the show in a few weeks. Like, when are you gonna come back on the show?" Like, so that's another thing that happened. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, you got people <laughs> that listen to the show enough to know that I wasn't on the show. Of course, since we started this, the number of shows that I've missed are like two maybe like i hadn't missed very many yeah no i mean it's you know and i i still have perfect attendance you do of course you kind of have to (laughs) i kind of have to be so i mean if nothing else you have to come and start this (laughs) and then you can leave right right i mean i I could sit over there and it'd be like boop it's like, hey, Wes, I'm going to slide this boop slider up and see what it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, Wrong it, button. It, <laughs> Oops. Don't hit the red button. Right. It's, it's getting easier now. We're, we've uh, almost got a permanent home. We have a table and chairs mm-hmm. on the way. So um, hopefully within the next few weeks. We've been gypsies. For the last eighteen months, we just kind of wherever, wherever the wind blows, that's from where corner to corner. corner. Yeah. You're friendly gypsies. You're friendly gypsy. Podcast. Somebody asked me today. They said, "Where's all your stuff at?" And I was like, hey, "It's in one of those rooms at the church. I'm not real sure where we leave just it." Keep yeah. opening the door. Yeah. You're bound to find it. The only thing that would make this any better is if we had our own bathroom right here. Right. We could just go. You know, while we're doing 
We're doing our podcast. We could just only, go honk out the dirt snake and be done. The only man about the bathroom. I know. He's just over worried about honking out a dirt snake. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, and and we're missing the human rectangle. The human rectangle is not here. He's coaching basketball again. Listen, you sent that picture. The and the only thing that came to my mind was Sir Mix-a-Lot's song, and he's baby got back. baby got back. That was the last was, that's why I said 36, 36, 36. Only if you're size three. Listen, you should have took and actually like drew a rectangle. Baby got back was the furthest thing from my mind. Looking at Adam's backside, the measurements come to my head. It was like thirty six, thirty six, thirty six. But I'm telling you, if if you want to see what a rectangle would look like in person, Adam Muncy. We need to share it on our social media page. We'll just draw a Listen, rectangular around. What he said that Ashley said about him was even better. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so moving on. So, over the weekend, we had Jeff Saturday make his debut. Jeff Saturday. Every, I, Mr. Morale. Let me, let me tell you. I... <laughs> I don't know what to think about this situation other than the fact that for the last two days, all over social media, all you have seen is videos of all of these professional analysts mm-hmm. going, this is an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're doing this. They're a laughing stock of or the NFL. They're talking about how great it is. Yeah. And a lot of the people that talk about how great it is are former players. Yeah. Um. I want to say Brandon Marshall. Was it Brandon Marshall that... I haven't seen that one. Okay, he was talking about, this is a dude that played 13 years for the Colts. Yeah. He lined up every day. Yeah. He bled. He sweat. He he gave everything he had to this organization. And he said, you don't think it means a lot to him? You don't think the success of this team means a lot to him? Yeah. He said, who knows... Who knew the Indianapolis Colts offense better than Jeff Saturday. He said Peyton Manning probably knew it as well. Yeah. He didn't know it better. Yeah. Who knew every defense in the league better than Jeff Saturday? He was the center to one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. There's a reason they say offensive linemen are some of the smartest people on the field. So – I had this conversation yesterday with our head football coach at my school, who, by the way, just won conference coach of the year. Pretty big accomplishment for him. And we talked about this. And I said, I don't think Jeff Saturday wants this job full-time. But they're in a, they were in a bad spot. They were in a dark place. They didn't think they could win. Nothing had gone right. They needed a morale guy. They needed somebody that would come in that they knew would go go to war with them, mm-hmm. would get in the trenches and get his hands dirty. And why not Jeff Saturday is my yeah. is my question to all these people. Gus Bradley, by the way, was the is the other former head coach that's gotcha. on the staff. Gus Bradley and and Fox. Good thing they didn't hire. Gus and then Fox. Reggie Wayne. A lot of people thought Reggie Wayne should have been. But do you the, know why? Do you know why they said Reggie Wayne? Most people? 
because of the color of his skin. Yeah. They wanted Reggie Wayne because of the color of his skin. Yeah. I'm not saying Reggie Wayne couldn't have done it. I'm not saying Reggie Wayne wasn't, uh, wouldn't be a great option. I'm saying you had to bring in somebody that, I think I think you had to bring an outsider in. Like well, I, it was so bad. What we don't know, what we don't know, is is what the actual situation was inside that locker room. Right? It, it had to, Jim Irsay had to have have seen something. Maybe Frank lost the locker room. Maybe you know. So, the rumor has it that that he was told to bench Matt Ryan. Right. Matt Ryan looked pretty dang good on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, I saw a, an interview today that um, that Saturday, Jeff Saturday did because he, he used a, a brand-new play caller, right? The dude's 30 years old. He's never called plays before. And he made the comment. He goes, the last thing that I think I needed to do was to put a brand-new play caller out there with a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. He said – so it made sense to me that we had to go back to Matt so Matt could work with him and they could work together. I mean, they put up 25 points. Taylor ran the ball for over 100 yards for the first time in a long time. That's, uh, <clears throat> I've got a and lot I, of issues and I mean, look, with the, the whole situation. The Raiders are bad anyways. It, they, uh, to they, me, it they looked, might be the worst team in football. It looks yeah. worse on the Raiders than, than the good part for the Colts. But you saw the, the the locker room celebration after the game for the Colts. I didn't see anybody mad. So, I'm going to say something that is going to probably shock and awe our listeners. I know some of our hosts are going to be there. Wes, I was wrong. Hold on. Let me, let me get my video camera going. Our football preview show, I said that I thought the Raiders could win that division. And I was wrong. They're bad. I'm not so sure that it's not intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's I have been hearing it's it like Josh McDaniel doesn't like Carr. Right. And apparently there's something in his contract where they can release him at the end of the season mm-hmm. and not be out any money. Yep. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So and, and that seems like a thing. And I don't thing know if you've do. heard this or not, but the love affair between him and, and between Carr and Devontae Adams is is not very good either because um Devontae quote unquote called him out and said if you expect me to be one-on-one, then you're never going to throw me the ball. I'm going to get double teamed. Throw the ball to me. Trust me to do my job. Right. Which has obviously happened the last two weeks. Right. Because, I mean, but, I mean, like, why is that in social media? You guys are BFFs. Right. Like, like but now, here's the worst part. Think, of, think the future part of it, right? He left Green Bay to come to the Raiders to play with his best friend, and they have, it looks like, full intentions on getting rid of Carr and starting over with a rookie. <laughs> Talk about a major screw job for Devontae Adams. I wonder if it will be with a rookie. I don't know that it will be with a rookie. I wonder I if think it will be with Mr. Rogers again. 
Well, that's a bold statement. I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers could be in a different no. zip code no. next year. He, no, there's no could about it. He will. Him and LaFleur do not see eye to eye. There was a couple of times last uh, last week that was on camera. He looked at him and basically cussed LaFleur out. Yeah. Even though they won. You're just like, that is not healthy. Um, so Well, and, and LaFleur's not going anywhere. No. So, um, but I, I too think that Aaron Rodgers could be in a new area code next year. Uh, area code, zip code, address, but, all the above. But uh, the way his contract is set up, absolutely, 100%. Right, because it's basically just a one-year contract that just gets extended to right. another year contract. Yep. So, but I, I also have heard that about, I'm not sure the Raiders' situation isn't intentional. Yeah. Uh, Josh McDaniel does not like Carr. Well, the fact that Davis came out yesterday and said that Josh McDaniels is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Leads you to believe that it's 100% planned. Well, it, it's almost like they went in and had this conversation. Look, this is in Carr's contract. Is we it, can get him out. Is it them and the Texans are the two worst records, I think? Yeah, the Texans is only one. one and, I, and the Texans are trying. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not, not trying to win ball games. No, they're I mean, trying to overcome Bill O'Brien is yeah. what they're still trying to overcome. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean – so you, I mean, I mean, Lovey Smith's got those guys playing hard. They basically were a, an expansion team. Like that's what they yeah. like. They yeah, again, well, yeah. He, <laughs> they were expansion. He, he killed them. I mean, he gave up a first round pick in, in Hopkins for David Johnson. Nobody in their right mind makes that deal. No, not even Trey. No, <laughs> dang Trey <laughs> shots fired. Yeah. Trey. Trey would have wanted to be the Cardinals in that deal. <laughs> Just kidding, Trey. So no, not no. really, <laughs> not really. No, um, I'm I'm intrigued by this Jeff so, Saturday thing. So though. I, I want to see. I I think they have a legit possibility of I mean, winning what, that division. Other than, other than Vrabel, I mean, I understand Vrabel had coached since 2011, two uh, three years in the in college. And then four years in um, the NFL before he got his head coaching job. But I mean, he was a linebackers coach, just one position, and everything like that. He's not Jeff Saturday is not much different than than Vrabel. Uh, really, when it comes down to it, he's not Vrabel doesn't do anything on the sidelines Here's other the than thing. have we, a headset on, and listen to everybody. We have had this conversation. As a head coach, you have to be a good delegator to delegate. You gotta be a morale rapport builder. Jeff Saturday checks all those boxes. Absolutely. Listen, 100%. he's not gonna try to do something that he can't do. Yeah. Well, he, and and he talked about it how him and his wife they, I mean, I think they had a few days to actually make this decision. Yeah. Um. I think it's hilarious though. You think all of the the battles that the Colts and the Patriots had against each other over the years. Vrabel and Saturday now in the same division. Going to they're the two teams to beat in that division. Jacksonville's got a couple more years, but they still made the right hire with Doug Peterson. A hundred percent made the right hire there. And if I'm not so sure that Lovey's not, I think Lovey will be fine. Davis Mills is probably not their quarterback. I think Lovey is going to stabilize them. Yeah, and then it'll be ready for the next guy. I think yeah. Lovey will find them their next coach, yeah. and still stick around within that organization. Yeah, uh, kind of like Bruce Arians did. Yeah. 
So, um, but what are what is Indianapolis going to do if Jeff Saturday takes them to the playoffs? He's going to be oh, their head coach. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I mean, they he basically to. said that he was going to coach these next eight games to see if this is what he wanted to do. Yeah. If he takes them to the playoffs and wins that division, he's going to be their head coach. That that will forever change potential head coaching candidates. Well, I mean, we just saw it happen with the Nets. They they hired uh, Jacques Vaughn, right? You know. Well, but he had been he had been a longtime assistant. Right. Yeah, I know. But but I mean, we're talking about a guy with zero. Yeah. Head coach. He, That's he true. take that back. He did coach one high school football season. <laughs> yeah, three right. and eight. Three and right. eight. Yeah. So he has zero. Yeah. Head coaching experience. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So since we're talking about head coaching experience, Cadillac Williams had his second game, and he won his first game Listen, as an Auburn coach. And, and Wes the, Crouch likes what Cadillac's putting the down. The interview after the game made me want to run through a brick wall for yeah. him. Right. And they have talked about how they want an Auburn guy there's no more Auburn guy than Cadillac. Cadillac might be the guy that gets that job. Even though Cadillac doesn't do a very good job of pronouncing his entire name. Well, that's <laughs> true. He does, he, he does struggle a little bit on the verb. Words are hard. Yeah. Now he got me excited with like I was like, shoot, I'll throw on I'll throw on War Eagle. Let's go, baby. Let's yeah. let's roll. Yeah. He was very emotional. Very you know, all the glory to God. I think he had said all the glory to God at least three times. So let me ask you this question. And just because I'm generally intrigued, we talked about Saturday. We talked about, uh, we're talking about Cadillac now. How does that conversation go? Like, does Cadillac think, or is he under the impression that he has a legitimate chance at this job? Or was it sold to him as, we just need somebody to finish the season. I don't know. Behind behind closed doors, it could be different. But just during the game, before the game, after the game, it doesn't seem like he's been told this could be in your future. Here's the ultimate question. You fire the head coach, the OC. Uh, th- there was four or five coaches they, that got did, wiped out. Didn't yeah. they fire the defensive coordinator too? Uh, probably. And, and so he was the running backs coach. Yeah. Right. That doesn't happen, right? So they went way down the bench. I mean, they, the didn't, bench. Go, they didn't go Indianapolis Colts down the bench. No. <laughs> Bring no, a guy out of the yeah. booth. <laughs> right. Right. But, I mean, they did go, you know, way down the, the line as far as the coaches to to do that. And it's – what was it about Cadillac, basically like you said, what was it about Cadillac that made the AD go like, that's the guy to, to, for well, the rest of the year? I think it's he, he's an Auburn guy. He's somebody that is relevant in, in recent mind. And he's got, I mean, he it's Cadillac Williams. Uh, I don't know if Wes is looking this up. I hope we're on the same wavelength here. Wes, look up what Dabo Sweeney was at Clemson prior to them Hiring him as the head coach. That's not what I was looking for. Okay. Because I want to say that he was way down the line. Like, he might have been, like, a receiver's coach or, like, he was way down the line. I I was trying to look up was, okay. So, what I was looking up was, yeah, they beat Texas A&M. And Texas A&M has their own problems. 
fire Jimbo he's, Fisher. Like, there's no doubt he's I getting I get fired. the feeling you, after you think so? 100%. They're, 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 they're we, talked 100 it, we talked about it. We talked about it. Talked about it. said there's no way he's going to get fired. He's going to be staying there because of his contract situation. But there's some things that are coming out now that I feel like they might be able to fire him for cause. Mm. Um uh, and, and nothing bad, but I mean, when you when you're not allowing one of your players to put an arm sleeve on because you're thinking that is a it, that is a sign that's against the head coach, it's an arm sleeve that has Texas A&M on it. For heaven's sakes, he wouldn't allow him to wear it. How stupid is that? Yeah. So at that point, yes, he's got to go, and I think that it's very possible he will go. But my point about all that was they they Auburn beat Texas A&M by three. They hung with Mississippi State the week before that in his first game and only lost by six. Yeah. So, so he, all, they all have took Alabama was, and who left? I just got off of it. Oh. Um, That's what, what she said. said. But <laughs> on your games now that Neil's got back. Um, but the morale that he has brought, and if they can bring in some guys that – you know, can take over the OC spot that might want to look at that position as a stepping stone to a to a head coaching uh, job after the fact. I mean, I don't see why they don't tra- give it the try. Uh, you know, because the scene after the game, not only did was Cadillac, you know, appreciative of everything that's gone on. You know. People were uh, all the players on. The players were up in the stands. None of the students left. I mean, it was incredible to see how many people stayed and was just cheering that they had beat Texas A&M by three points. So, yeah, I, I think I think I think they they found their guy. Just so Dabo was actually. Oh, they got Western Kentucky and Alabama left. Dabo was actually. I guess AHC is associate head coach. So in the 07-08 year, he was associate head coach, wide receivers coach. The following year, he was named interim head coach slash offensive coordinator. Prior to 08, he was a wide receiver or tight ends coach. Like, he was pretty far down the line too. So... Where is Alabama? Where is that Alabama game? It's in Alabama because mm. that's where Auburn and Alabama both. Reside. I say, mm, but it, I mean, with the way Alabama. with the way that Alabama, Alabama has played the last uh, four weeks, there's no way Alabama's not going to lose to Auburn. No, I, I, I think Alabama they'll will wreck finish Cadillac. The, they'll, they'll finish the season out at this point. That was bad. That was a bad dad joke. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> little rusty. <laughs> That's my rusty elbow. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> you added this li- this uh, topic to the list. Are we talking about LaFlop? You wanted to talk about LaFlop. Oh, listen. Who? This LaFlop. LaFlop James. Oh. This dude, not only is he a, a compulsive liar, and we're finding this out that basically everything he's ever said in his entire career is a lie. And he lies about stuff for no reason. The best one that I've seen yet is when he goes, I told Abe not to go to the theater that night, but he did. He didn't listen to me. Or the one where he's like, I was sitting around with my friends. I was watching that game. Kobe, I said he's going to score 70. And they were like, oh, LeBron, you crazy. And he's like, oh, you watch. And then he hit 70. I was like, shoo, he may go for 80. 
Shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Well, so now, LaFlop, LaFlop James, who, by the way, unless something's changed, his team is 0-10 with him playing in the lineup. They're 3-0 with him out of lineup. He's the problem. He's coming out and saying that he needs to, I, I guess, I don't get no calls. I guess I'm going to have to learn how to flop. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd been flopping for a He's long time. He's been flopping for a long time. Yeah. You, like, they've shown a, you go on social media, there's a flop compilation of LeBron James. And you talk about somebody that cries and flops all the time. LaFlop James does that. Look, I told we ha, we talked about this the other morning when we were talking about this this exact topic on the um, fantasy channel on satellite radio on Monday mornings or Tuesday mornings. I don't remember which one it is. There is a segment that that comes on that they basically. Poor fantasy performances. There's a segment called "Go Away," and they'll they'll talk about like who who had a, a poor fantasy. Uh, AJ Brown, right? He had a bad week. Yes, you know? He did. So yes, he did. So they might go AJ Brown, go away. Fantasy football makes me want to flip this desk over. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think LeBron James needs to just go away. Like, leave. Yes. Be done. The Lakers have put themselves in a situation because of LeBron James. They're not going to be good again for 10 years. Listen, we said a few weeks ago that we would trade Kevin Garnett. Uh, Kev- I said Kevin Garnett. That's how long I've been gone. Kevin Durant <laughs> for Brittany Griner. KD for BG. You remember that hashtag? Yes. yes. No, forget that. Let's keep Kevin Durant. Let's trade LeBron James today. Straight <laughs> up, no other assets. Yeah. We'll swap you. Yeah. Because I, LeBron James is an awful person. He might be a great guy. I don't know. But he's an awful person. Yeah. And it's funny that we've, sa- we've said on this podcast, we've said he's avoided major injuries. He and he's not been in any, any trouble you know, uh, uh, and all of a sudden, the beginning of this season starts, and it just goes straight down the toilet. Because he can't get out of his own way. Yeah. He can't keep his mouth shut. Right. Like, yeah, I, you're almost 40, bro. Yes, you're playing at a pretty high level. If you're frustrated about your team and you losing, then for heaven's sakes, say that. Well, but don't say stupid stuff. They've You've, come out multiple times and said <clears throat> that he doesn't like to play with young players. And he doesn't care about draft picks. Every team he's been on, he's done that. Traded away and, the young players. And, and look how long it took Miami to get back. And and Cleveland's starting to get there now. Cleveland has figured it out. That team's pretty darn good. And they got Spider. Yeah. Who? Spider. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Is his nickname Spider? Yeah. No, 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 no. Spider. That that's a new one on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you would get out from underneath your bread truck, I, I don't watch the NBA. So they need to. They can't trade LeBron James because oh, no. of the new contract that he has. 
he's locked in for at least this season. They can't trade him until after the playoffs. They need to trade AD or or Russ and and just try to get what they can, and then after the season, pray that LeBron goes away. He's not going to. I bet when we're talking next year, LeBron has forced the Lakers to draft Bronny. I mean, that's his whole. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. They've. That's his whole plan is to play with his son, and then he'll go away. But it's taking way too long. These. I don't care if he's this. I don't even. Fir- is it even a lock that Bronny will be in the pros? No, that's what I'm saying. That he's not that good. No, he's not. Um, I told John the other day. I said, "Listen, Adam Silver. By the way, I got a basketball topic I'm going to talk about. I just now thought about. Uh, Adam Silver, which should go to LeBron and be like, look, 'Look, we'll give you the scoring title. We'll make you the all-time leading scorer. Just leave. <laughs> just leave." We'll take what you're averaging now. Let's and we'll give it. You know, we'll say you play three, three, three more seasons. Whatever that total is, that's the amount of points we'll give you. He, he'll Just, surpass that this year, though, right? Will he pass Kareem this year? Yeah, it's pretty close. I don't know, but I don't like talking about LaFlop. So let's. So I told you that I hated fantasy football. I explained this to Wes earlier. I we talked about it this morning, but I didn't explain exactly how it went down. I lost this week in fantasy football because of trickeration. Hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles are better than the Eagles. Have y'all heard that soundbite? Yes. Okay, thank you. No. The the that's the, Fetterman, the new uh, uh, guy the, for the, the senator uh, from Pennsylvania. He was at a he was at a rally and he said the Eagles are better than the. Eagles! <laughs> How did they vote that guy? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we digress. Um, so the Eagles are down 26-21. They get the ball. Jalen Hurts, about a 10-yard pass uh, to Quincy Watkins. Quincy Watkins. Quez Watkins. I think it says Quincy on the thing. Maybe not. Maybe Quez. I don't care. He sucks. He throws a lateral 10 yards back. To Devonta Smith. Okay. Devonta Smith then, trying to make something happen, runs four yards backwards to the one now. So we've gone 14 yards negative. Oh, by the way, he also fumbles the ball, and I lose by a point and a half. I, I heard you today. lost three and a half points on that on that. I was up two points. Well, when I went to bed last night, I was doing the math, and I'm like, well, because we both have Devontae Smith, I was like, he won by a point or two. And then the fumble. Wait a minute. Did you say you lost by a point and a half? I lost by 1.74 points because he got negative 14 yards on that rush. So I heard today, and I wonder if there's not going to be a stat correction on that, because I heard today that the – First person that that is passed to, anything that happens after that, it goes to it attaches to that person, which would be Quez, Quincy, Cunoba, uh, Watkins. So I wonder now, 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 Devonte Smith did fumble. He that did. would be that would be on him, and he lost four yards. But the the stats of the yards shouldn't attach to him. 
I don't think that's going to help you out, though. No, I, I mean, because he still lost. He lost two points for the fumble. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. So, I, so instead of losing by. I think we figured it out today you would have lost by .3 if you would just lose the fumble. Which would which would make me even more even more mad. Yes. <laughs> now I don't like doing this, but I did call the fact that he would have a hard time covering that thirty nine point deficit going into that game. You did, tonight. but I, I had it covered. You had it covered. I had it. Covered. Oh, I believe. I I said I I believed in you. But I was like, I think it could. Happen. I was I was dead on your defense in Garoppolo. Devontae so did way better out. last night than in I told Wes, had but. I played anybody other than Chase Claypool, because I was stupid, Chase Claypool is no longer this on is, that roster. This is his ultimate mistake. If I would have played Rex Burkhead. That's not the mistake. I would have. Who, who else you got on your bench? I have a few players. Come on, tell them. Uh, Tell him. I had Connor on my bench. He had James Connor on his bench. He hadn't really done anything. Nah, no matter. That's my defense. He came back full health. Look, he was you know number why one. Why James Connor did what he did? Because Kyler Murray was out. Because I traded him to Ben, who played <laughs> me this week, and it was a revenge game. Then it's Sean's fault for not giving them that information. Well, I wish I'd have known that I didn't pay attention uh, that Kyler was going to be out. I knew he was. I knew he was questionable. I didn't know for sure he was out. Uh, had I paid closer attention, I probably would have put him in. But by the time I realized it, it was already too late. So, <laughs> oh, both your all's fantasy teams are just you know no, it's in in shambles. Against oh. my better judgment, I decided no, I'm I'm still in the playoffs. You can woo all you want to. Okay, I'm still a top five team. <laughs> so theoretically, even though I've lost five in a row, I'm still in the playoffs. <laughs> so, uh, but against my better judgment. I got talked into helping with fantasy football, which turned into playing fantasy football. And it's stupid. <laughs> so, real quick, before we go to your next topic, I saw something on where I find all my information on the old TikToker. And apparently it's been proposed or thrown around that they would do relegation in the NBA. I saw that. So like the bot G League, yes. So like the <laughs> bottom two teams would go down to the G League while the top two teams came up from the G League. I, I don't know how they would do that though, because the G League are owned like their teams are owned by the NBA teams. Well, I mean that's true, but I mean they do it in they 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 do it in English Premier League, and I mean you never get like you're never going to see the Los Angeles Lakers go down to the G League. Yeah. But it would it would probably be the same four or five teams that just constantly rotate back, and, back forth. and forth. But I'm not completely opposed to the idea. Now the now the argument they gave is there's so many players that are on two way contracts because uh, the NBA owns the G League, right? Uh, so we would have to figure out a way to get rid of those. But can you imagine how like instantly that's a pay increase for the, for, for the next year because you're in the NBA, right? And like. While the same four or five teams from the NBA would probably always be relegated, 
they would come back up the next year because they're ultimately better than any team well, in the G League. And and the only reason this is coming up is because you've got all these teams that are wanting Wimbiana or whatever his name is. Wimby is what everybody calls him for short. I mean. Who, by the way, got his ankles broke. He looked like a baby giraffe falling the other day. <laughs> it was glorious. I mean, I am sure this guy's probably pretty good, but I mean. Is he not going to be another Chet Holmgren? Oh, no, he's a whole lot thicker than Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren is a toothpick with tennis shoes on. Just constantly sets himself up for those, doesn't he? (laughs) Wimby's thicker than Chet. I would like... uh, Hey, boy! Big and thick. Hey, boy! That's a thick one! (laughs) It'd be cool to have multiple fantasy football leagues that you could do the... um, now, the that would be interesting. The relegation with. That'd so, be cool. So You wouldn't be able to do it with a dynasty-type league, but you could do it with a redraft or something like that. But I, I think that, like, that would be that would be kind of neat, though, to, to have that aspect. Like, can you imagine if, LeBron James having to go to the, to the G, G League? league. That would be hilarious. That's how we get him to retire. <laughs> Let's bring relegation in, and we send the Lakers. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, can you imagine, like, the NFL, they do that with, like, the XFL and the San Antonio Roughnecks or whatever come up to the, the NFL and the <laughs> Cowboys go down to the XFL? And it's like, Dak's like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't belong. There's only 42 fans in the, <laughs> in the stands. Oh, my gosh. All right, so. Probably need to do that and bring up Cooper Rush anyways. Right. Yeah, well, they're already bringing that up. The fact that he's two and two in his four <laughs> games, and Cooper Rush was like four and one in yeah, his. One five of the games. losses was to the Green Bay Packers, who had lost five straight games. Yeah, and they were up twenty or fourteen points. So, but let's talk about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have turned it around. Yeah, fire the damn cannons. We got Swaggy Tom back. We get Swaggy Tom. Well, he's he he got rid of that woman. <laughs> he got rid of the old ball and chain. <laughs> Waiting now, <laughs> them them kids. <laughs> yeah, he's a man he's now. A man. So just, I'm don't, 45. Don't you tell me what to do, woman. Yeah, I can drink all the avocado vodka don't, I want. Don't tell me how much avocado vodka I can drink. <laughs> the, there are betting odds. On who Tom Brady's next girlfriend's going to be. Currently, Taylor Swift is in the lead. Apparently, oh Giselle God. has already moved on. She's on the dating scene immediately. Well, good for Giselle. Zach Wilson. Gazelle. <laughs> good for Giselle. Zach Wilson, Wilf Hunter. Yeah. Listen, I'm going on record. Tom Brady is more attractive than Gazelle Bunchin. Bunchin? Gazelle Bunchin. I like it. That's funny. We need a T-shirt line with with, with, my, with Giselle's face on a Giselle. Giselle. And, and no, we just need a T-shirt line of all the names that I mess up. Garoppolo. Mess up? You'll make better. Ukulele. You're D- making them better. DJ Ukulele. Because, who? listen, Garoppolo, that makes more sense. That makes some more sense. Because, listen, if you put the G on Jimmy, it would still be Jimmy. That's right. <laughs> or it could be Grimmy. <laughs> There's no R. It can't be. It uh, could be. Gimme. It could be. Gimme. <laughs> gimme Garoppolo. So if you could switch those letters, then why would it would be Garoppolo? That's right. 
Oh my gosh. His parents are wrong. <laughs> this this is the content we missed for a 100%. month. <laughs> The show's so much better like, when he's here going like... We're just over there going to. You are talking about serious stuff, and I'm talking about how I think Gazelle's not as good looking as Tom Brady. All right? Gazelle. I don't care that she was a supermodel. Oh, my gosh. I bet Tom Brady could model some Calvin Klein undershorts. Maybe. Oh, he'll still Maybe. do that. I done told you all. That if I was Viagra and Little Blue Pill, I would be calling Tom Brady and he'd be like, here is $17 billion. Will you please be our spokesperson? <laughs> I don't care if you use our product or not. We're endorsed by the GOAT. The GOAT. What gets the GOAT going? <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> what do I like to use before a game? Viagra. <laughs> it keeps me going throughout the whole game. I'm, I'm telling you, I would be, Viagra would be like, yes, sir, that's Tom Brady. Who needs a cup when you've got Viagra? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, pull it back in, rain it back in. Oh, off the rails. <laughs> we haven't been off the rails in weeks. Now we know Again. why. Again. <laughs> a bunch of Paul Harvey's over <laughs> And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> All right, so the, the 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 last big topic that I have on the list is the World Cup starts this week. What's that? Is that like a bowl? Um, oh, Adam will be upset. He's not here. Well, I mean that's his fault. <laughs> he's the one that decided to have kids involved in little league sports. He's the one that decides to coach twenty four seven, eight days a week. I can't listen. I cannot blame him. That you're is, talking, I did the you're same thing. Talking about thing. your dad over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let me tell you, priorities, boys. Priorities. <laughs> This podcast is first. Everything else comes second. All right? Family doesn't matter. Sports <laughs> don't matter. It's the this podcast. segment is brought to you by Doritos Mexican Cola. <laughs> I don't know that I pronounced that right. Doropolo likes Doritos. It's Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> by the way, Doritos, I like that. Haritos has a whole lot of sugar. I didn't realize that until after I drank it. I can tell. Like a whole it's, lot of sugar. we got about another 10 minutes, and it's really going to get you, off the rails. You are, it's got 35 grams of sugar. Real sugar, though. No, no, no. Cane. No, that's only one gram, because it includes 34 grams of added sugar. Oh, it's giving you all the sugars. You should have gotten the orange kind, so it I has all uh, it's so it has all the uh, extra uh, uh, flavoring in it too. Yeah. Like you're bouncing off the walls oh, right no, now. I, I, I'm fine. All right, so the World Cup obviously is soccer. I am not a soccer guy, but out of respect to the everybody else on the show, that, everyone else that likes soccer, and it's in Quatar. Cater. But I like Quatar better. It don't have a Q. It yeah. don't have a U. It's Qatar. It's but okay. What is, what 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 sound does a Q make? Quuck. Quuck. Well, if you put the U with like it. quick. N- no, you have there's still the U. U. There's Co-wa. no U in it. No, listen, listen. It's to just me. A, I'm going to explain this. It's a it's a O with a U attached to it. Quuck. What? The, the little squiggly <laughs> comes off. It's an O with a U attached to it. That's a Q. <laughs> Moving on. That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard you ever say. No, that's not the stupidest. No, no, no. There's a lot of stupid things you say that make a lot of sense and are really funny. That one was not one of them. I thought that was pretty good. 
So, anyways, bad dad joke, and he's he's trying to make up for it with 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 the equator. No, <laughs> with uh, with Giselle. Gazelle. Gazelle. Gazelle bunching. That you about ruined Gazelle with that one. Anyways, World Cup. So let's see. The US plays Wales in their first game on the twenty first, yes, right? They do. But the big game is against England on Black Friday. Right? Yes. England is the favorite? The, the, have I gathered that correctly? One of them, yes. Three lines. And from my understanding, England doesn't do well under pressure. Under pressure, they have they they tend to choke. Yeah, well, in the but World Cup. we haven't been in a World Cup in <laughs> eight uh, years. Oh, yeah. that's not choking. That's just Look, that's just being out of bad. respect to the show. <laughs> I did some research. <gasps> so it's been eight years. Uh, apparently, the USA team is very young. Very young. So that sets us up long term. In theory. In theory. In theory. Apparently. Pretty talented to be a young team. In theory. And completely expectations to come out of the group, but maybe not go much further past group than the play. Six, than the, the, than the right. 16. Quarterfinals would be a win for us, now, right? I think. You're, you're looking at a World Cup. Now, in four years, the World Cup's going to look completely different. Yeah. So... The World Cup, you, you have the group plays, right? Or you have the you, groups, so there's four, four groups of four, right? Pool play. Or no, no there's four groups. There's eight groups of four. Eight there's groups one, of four, two, so 32. Three, four, five, six, yeah, seven, because eight six, groups of four. Because okay. 16 come out. Okay, right. so top two teams out of each pool goes into the tournament. Now, are they randomized in this tournament? Uh, I would I would assume so. I don't know how they are. They randomized. Like, well, I mean, like if England and USA come out of our group, we're not playing again in the first round of the sixteen. No, I would assume that a, a winner of a group will play will play second place of another group. Gotcha. Correct. Uh, but and you know it's all based off points. So a win gets you three points. A tie gets you one point. A loss gets you zero. So it's the top two teams who have the most points. Gotcha. If it's tied, if there's two teams tied, then you go. You look. I think it goes to goals four. If goals four are tied, then it goes to goals against. Okay. Are you playing all three teams in your? Yes, you play all three teams in your. So you're if you make the World Cup, you're guaranteed three games. So we've uh, we've got Wales, then England, and who's the other team? Um. Oh crap. Um. It. Where are they from? <laughs> okay, uh, Iran. Okay, is the other team surprisingly? Iran is typically pretty good at soccer, right? So um, that's not. But, but Wales is too, right? Uh, Wales Wales should not be that great. Okay. They've got one good player now. That so in in World Cup, that's a tough. That's a that's a pretty tough group. But right. we're England's by far the highest rated team, and then I would say the other three are. I mean, USA might be a little, but they're all kind of similar. I mean, they're all similar. USA is similar. Similar. Similar, Jackson. <laughs> Words are hard. But the U.S. is ranked like 10th, which yeah. is way too high. So, who has the group of death this this go-round? Um, okay, oh, let, wait let, a minute. What, what, what is that? Okay, so the group of death is basically the hardest pool group. Oh, okay. Let's just go through the groups real quick. Okay. So the second, so the first group is is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. It's not that one. 
No, that was Netherlands and everybody else playing for second place. Correct. Our group, which is England, Iran, U.S., and Wales. Okay. Not bad. Should be England and U.S. come out of that one. Uh, group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. That sounds That one's pretty difficult. tough. It's pretty tough. Poland is, does have Lindonowski. Uh, but that, that's Argentina, yeah. Mexico expectations there. Right? Uh, Poland's going to be a tough out. Poland's going to be a tough out with Lindonowski. He's really good. Um, Mexico's not played well as of late, which means they'll just fire their coach and <laughs> probably mid World Cup. Uh, Group D is France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Tanzania. Tanzania. So that's France and Denmark will come out of that one. Uh, the next one, and this one might be the group of death, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. That one's pretty good. Costa Rica will be okay. That should be... Japan's not terrible. It should be Spain and it's Germany. Germany. And Germany. Uh, the next I one... Mean, didn't Germany win it the last time? Yes. I think so. I thought France did. I don't know. It, it feels like it's been six years I since I thought France and Mbappe did. Maybe. Keep Maybe. going. I'll look it up. Uh, the next one is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. It's not that one. Croatia and everybody else coming out of that one. Canada, don't watch. Don't don't watch Canada. Don't don't look over Canada. Yeah. Uh, Davies is really good. Um, the next one is Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. I would say I don't know, man. That one's close. Cameroon's going to be better than they, than people think, but it's not. It's not group of death. And then the next one, it would be Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. Uh, there's and none of them really are the real group of this death. This might be the most balanced World Cup I've seen. You're right. It was France. It was their second title. This World Cup's been going on for 92 years. Did you so, know that? I do. It's been going on for a while. <clears throat> but I said that the next World Cup will look different because you have a lot of premier players that probably won't be in the next World Cup. Because when you look at international play at this level, yeah. they're getting awful owed. So guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, uh, Messi. Who's, Messi. He, who's he play for? Uh, Portugal. Ronaldo is uh, the pretty boy from Portugal. <laughs> Messi is from Argentina. Um, you know, you, you, you have guys like that that have been stalwarts for a long time on their international squads that probably won't be on the next one. Um, we're starting to get to that new phase of players. You know, we're kind of phasing out of some of the household names that we've had in the past, um, and we're moving towards a bunch of a bunch of new names. So let me ask this question: Is this, <clears throat> excuse me, is this World Cup thing kind of like the Olympics? Yes. That 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 they they are assembling the best players from their country yes to no. represent them. So the Olympics only uses. The under twenty one group. I thought they used when it wasn't a World Cup year. I thought they used international players. I don't believe so. So soccer in the Olympics is kind of like the old school amateur. Correct. When when I the, mean it's still with baseball and it, and basketball. And they're stuff. still picking, but they have to be at a certain age. And I mean they have a they have a. Um, I mean, you have to get, you know, qualified for it just like but, you do. But but it's but you've got like MLS, and then you got like it seems like there's like eighteen different leagues in in Europe. Oh yeah. I mean, the, like which one's the big one? 
The one that's got like, um, uh, what's the? Well, you have. I mean, English Premier League is always at the top. And and who's the teams that are in that? Manchester United, okay. Okay. Um, Man City, Chelsea. Okay. So yeah, I've heard, I've heard Arsenal. Arsenal. Uh, and then you have um, you have the club. Um, um, it has Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona. Uh, I guess it's La Liga. Uh, maybe. Okay, but like so, PSG. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot, lot of those. That's a Spanish league. Yeah, gotcha. That's the premier Spanish league. So, so. you played. Neil played soccer in college. I did. Right. I did. You were a goalkeeper. I was. And then Wes, your son played soccer. That's yes. kind of how you're into it. Well, right? Wes also he was a soccer referee for years. I was. Okay. I I played soccer in high school. I coached soccer uh, for five years after that. Uh, at the middle school level, and then I was a, a referee at high school level for 10 years. Gotcha. That's how Wes and I knew each other. Right. Gotcha. Because I threw him out of games. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That's kind of – he probably should have. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've just never really gotten into – it's not like I don't like, oh, hey, the World Cup, obviously, you want to root for your country, you know. But for me to sit down and watch a soccer game – it's never happened. I've watched parts of soccer games, but I've never watched a complete soccer game. Um, it's I don't understand the whole extra time thing and all that stuff. It's well, like you it's kind of like me trying to watch hockey. Like I don't enjoy watching hockey. Mm-hmm. They say if you ever go watch a professional hockey game, I've heard the same in, thing in in person. Like you'll be hooked. It's like going to a NASCAR race. A lot of people don't understand the popularity of NASCAR, and I'm like. But if you ever went to a race, then it's like insane. I mean, so I think I have been to, I haven't been to a World Cup game, and we've talked about going. Uh, the next World Cup, is it the next World Cup? Yes. Or two World Cups? Uh, it's in 2026. So the next World Cup is in North America. So United States, Mexico, and Canada, all three will host. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about soccer is when you host, kind of like in the Olympics, your team get an automatic bid to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, out of the 32 teams that qualify, now there will only be 29 teams that qualify because U.S., Canada, and Mexico, all three get – but they typically get bids yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I've never been to watch a World Cup game because it hasn't been in the United States in forever. But I've been to watch some international soccer games and just the atmosphere. And, of course, I know people that go to uh, – like. Like Cincinnati has a uh, MLS club, mm-hmm. Louisville has a really good USL, which is like the tier two. They were just in the championship of the USL, uh, and Lexington's getting a team below USL. Um, but those atmospheres are ridiculous. Like the fans really get into it. Yeah. Um, and they said like if you want to go for a good time, like there's not a much better place to watch a pro soccer game than Cincinnati. Well. Is Cincinnati going to host a, a World Cup? They are not. I think St. Louis or Nashville. I don't think Nashville got it either. I think it was – I don't think Nashville got it either. I wanted to say Atlanta was the was the closest place we were in was to it? be able to go. But, I mean, you know, six hours to watch a, a World Cup game, and it doesn't matter Right, like I don't plays. care. I don't care who plays. Like I would love in, in 26 to go watch a World Cup game. Well, I'm start saving up now. I'm sure the tickets will be $1,000 a piece. Uh, they probably, I mean... Oh, no, no, no. If we're saving up money to go somewhere in 2026, 
we're going to just because in 2027, I've done told you what's happening in 2027. <laughs> so we're saving our money for that. He's convinced that WrestleMania is going to be in Nashville when they build the new stadium. Convinced. Hey, so that's happening. Talk about stadiums. Are they going to put a dome on the horseshoe? Have y'all? I have not heard this. Have y'all not heard? Like they've pitched the idea to put a dome on On Ohio State. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So, if you had to guess right now, who do you think wins the World Cup? Mm, if I was guessing just off the top of my head, I'd say France uh, wins back-to-back. That's that's where I went to. Uh, but to be different, I'm going to throw Germany in there. Germany's got a guy that is incredible. So Germany has my all-time favorite nah, my all-time favorite international player, uh, Oliver Kahn was their longtime goalie, and he's what got me hooked on playing the goalie position. He still plays for him? No. Oh. Wait funny. a minute. I'm wrong about that. Hovland doesn't play for Germany. He plays for Switzerland, right? I'm not sure. Hmm. Gotcha. But you can almost guarantee teams like Italy, uh, Germany, Brazil, <gasps> France – I just now realized Italy didn't make the World Cup. Really? Yeah. I think I think I remember when all that went down. But typically, teams like that are always going to be in contention because they're so good. Um, it would be a good swan song for Argentina or Portugal to right. win uh, because that would send off uh, Messi or Ronaldo, like that send them out in style because neither one of them have ever really done that well in the World Cup. So uh, that would kind of be a cool thing. But that traditionally doesn't happen. So, uh, I my initially I would agree with Wes. I would think that France has as good a shot as anybody. Uh, but since he said France first, I'll go with the Germans. I if I said anything, it would be a complete total guess. So <laughs> it won't be the U.S. But. And it it won't. It would be a. It would be a really good showing for them, like you said, to get. I think they can get to the Sweet Sixteen. It would be a really good showing for them if they if they got to the quarterfinals. Yes, I agree. Okay. okay. I don't know. Because they're going to be playing. I'd a be really curious. Good team to, by that I'd time. be curious to see if England can, because it sounds like England has a good team. But they tend to, like you say, always get in their own way. They have found good young players to go with their superstars, which makes them more dangerous than usual. Yeah, um, they've always been good. They just get to the. They either they either choke on the last game and not get out of their uh, group stage, or around the quarterfinals, they they have a good lead and they just. Yeah. I mean, they, they haven't just, won a major soccer championship in a really long time. A really yeah. long time. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we're running a, a little long on time. Do you have uh, the rankings? We I do. Go through that real quick, and then we'll do the picks. <clears throat> Week 11, my fantasy football guys. Number one stays the same, Spencer. Number two. Spencer's been about the best team all year long, right? At all year long. He's... He's the only team that's stacked from top to bottom. I mean, his bench is deep. 
So he's going <laughs> he's going he's going to be hard to beat for a long time. Uh, number two, I moved Trey to number two because I've said over and over and over he does not have good quarterbacks. But I traded him Justin Fields about four weeks ago, and that was a major mistake because the Bears have figured out how to use him. Until he, until they hurt him. Until they hurt him. So right now Trey's in number two. Jeff drops to number three. Jared stays at number four. I move up to number five. Sean drops to number six. It's okay. You're still in the playoff currently. Adam is going to stay at number seven. Ben's at eight. Darren's at nine. Jesse's at ten. And I'll be honest with you, there's probably not going to be a much movement on this going forward because it's it's kind of panning out to see, you know, because the, and, there's and, some and, guys that and are Darren just Darren has taken – some major injury hits. I mean, he lost Mayo, Cup. Yeah, he's lost Cup and Chase now for a long time. Yeah. I mean, Cup's having surgery. Right, so I he's out today. at least four to six weeks. Right. So the Rams are done. I think so. Yeah, they're, for this year. I I don't know. I th- I think I think their window was very small. Um, I'm not sure Stafford ever regains it. There's something going on with Stafford, and you're just not hearing. Um, but I did hear that whenever this window closes, that expect Sean McVay to retire too. Like they'll yeah. all go out together. He's going to retire young too. And apparently, Aaron Donald was like really close to retiring before he signed these extensions. Uh, yeah, that that was well known. Yeah. yeah. Um, before he signed. Now, extension being how long? Did he just ex- extend for one year? No, I think three or four years. I don't know that he plays the contract out. I mean, they still have the pieces there to be able. It's just you know you've just got to find a, a but quarterback with that. But I think Stafford was the right quarterback at the right time. Oh, there's no doubt I mean, about that. Their with offensive line has been really bad this year. I mean, they can't run the ball at all. I mean, with, know that with the first carry that Henderson had the other day was the first that he he broke 200 yards on the season. He's their leading rusher, 200 yards, and we're in week. We're going to be week 11. Yeah, that's bad. So I think. Um, I mean, they were a team that Jarrett Goff took to the <laughs> took to the Super Bowl. Uh, so the talent is there, but I think their window is 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 closing because I mean, you got Philadelphia on the uptick. It looks like you got Minnesota on the uptick. Um, if they put some weapons around Justin Fields and can keep him healthy, that could be a scary bunch. I mean, they're scoring points; they just can't stop anybody. I mean, you got the Forty ers who. Haven't really figured out what they are yet, but once they get it figured out, they're going to be tough. They may still be the quarterback short. Yeah, They've got so many weapons, but they're either A, not allowing Jimmy G to throw the ball, or B, he can't. I think the Kyle Shanahan system is too much trickeration. I think he wants to he wants to try to keep things. Colin Cowherd said this week that, that sometimes – Kyle is his own worst enemy. There can you, you can simplify some plays. Just let just let him grip it and rip it on a couple of. I mean, he's got Debo and McCaffrey and Ayuk is a very good wide receiver. Kittle, Kittle, let him throw the ball. Yeah, and sometimes it's like every single. I've got to outplay. I've got to outthink on every single one, and right. and, and you don't have to do that. Right. So. 
Okay, so let's get to our pick'em and wrap that up with the show. Let's see what uh, standings are currently. Adam, oh, Wes is in the lead now. Woo! From from if from, the stupid Cowboys wouldn't have choked the other night, I would have went six and zero. Oh. Yeah. So you have fifty three points. Adam has fifty two points. I have fifty one points. And Neil, with three straight dogs, has jumped back up to forty six. Three straight dog picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He has. Uh, let's see. All three of you all have hit four underdog picks, and I've hit three. So, and I had, this was the first one I had hit since week six. <laughs> so, I had a, a, a bad stretch there. All right, so this week's games, first one, USC at UCLA. Adam has chosen USC. Wesley? I think I'm going to stick with USC also. Okay. Give me the men of Troy. I'm not um, I'm not brave enough to go against you. I think USC has put themselves in a situation now that if they can win out, they may possibly sneak into the playoff. Uh, Utah at Oregon. This will be another good game. There's not many games on the uh, – on the uh, – Roster this week that were really good matchups. So unfortunately, two of them were in the Pac-12, Pac-10. I'm going to stick with the Utes because if Bo Nix is not going to play, is he not playing? I don't know, but he did get hurt last week. Last yeah, but he came back into the game. I'm going to stick with the Utes. Okay. Who did Adam take? Uh, Oregon. I too am going to take the Quack Attack. You mean the. Spicy duck dippers. Yeah, I, I I see no reason not to take it. <clears throat> so you might get lucky if Bo Nix doesn't play, then you you might get the layup with Utah. Uh, NC State at Louisville. That's an awful game. Well, I mean, they both got quarterback issues, man. It's 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 it. Adam took well, Louisville. I figured he would. I think I'm gonna stick. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not betting Louisville. They screwed me on uh, two underdog picks this year. So, go, go pack. Okay. I typically go L's down today. L's up. You're gonna be one of Scott's tots. No. I'm gonna take NC State as well. Uh, we have Cowboys at Vikings. Cowboys. I mean, the NFL games were horrible to pick this week. Except does, for that one. Who does uh, Adam got? Uh, Vikings. I'm going to stay in the uh, flames with the Vikings. How about them Cowboys? Give me them boys. You've already said Dak at the very beginning of the show, so that must, you must have been thinking about it. I want to uh, go with the Vikings as well. And then Bengals Steelers. Bengals Steelers. Where's that game at? Do we know? It's Pittsburgh. It's in Pittsburgh. He took the Bengals. Man, this one's tough because now that uh, now that TJ Watt is back, man, their defense looks completely different. 
Yeah. Um, and and Kenny's getting better. Well, he couldn't have got a lot worse. <laughs> no, no, he couldn't have. If he was going to be worse, it would be it would be Mitch Trubisky uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the right quarterback there, though. I think that the Bengals have too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the way they ran the ball last week, uh, which I don't like them see, don't like to see them do. But with with the way they ran the ball last week, if they try to stop that, I think he'll just go to the air. So yeah. I don't know that the Steelers can beat them again. They beat them the first time around. They right? did, but that was. That was in what, the midst what, of their – Wasn't that the – That was the first game of the season, Burrow right? threw like 17 interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Okay. Because I have to make up some ground on some people. So, I can't pick the exact same. And I felt like you were going to go Cincinnati. Pro- I, I just have a hard time believing that they're going to get the same performance out of their defense and – uh, Joe Burrow. Um, underdog, Adam has picked West Virginia against K-State <laughs> against his better judgment. He's a homer. He thinks they'll play the fra- or the uh, sophomore. Uh, I am picking the fighting Jim Morris from UConn. I don't even know who they play. Is Jim Moore, Moore Jr. there? They're, uh, yeah, and he has made I them bowl eligible for the first time in a long time. Wait a minute. Is this UConn? Huskies versus who? I don't know who they play. I can't remember. Saint Agatha School of the Blind. Yeah. <laughs> but they're the underdog. Come on, West. Come on U- with U- it. UConn is the underdog. Yes, Army. They're a ten. They're a ten point dog to Army. Wow. And they're six and five, and Army is three and six. But it's it's all about that running game for the Army. I'm taking the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. Who are they playing? Oklahoma. And they're a dog? By five and a half points. You like Oklahoma State, don't you? Nope. Wait a minute. It just went up to seven and a half points. I am going to go with the fighting Craig Jameses. Craig James? Craig James. Give me SMU over Tulane. Ooh. Wow. Green Wave going to drop one. That'd be two in a row. Stop the presses. Okay. Can I take mine back? Mm, it's written down. Yeah, but I mean, we, it, has, it hasn't happened. I mean, you voiced it on the air. I understand that, but I'm also voicing my my. Um, can I retract? Oh, uh, no, uh, no. I know what that answer is going to be. I'm calling Adam Muncie right now. I know what that answer is going to be. No, nope, hold on. Put this that. is the first. I'm calling him live on the air right now. Hello. Hey, Adam, we're on the air right now. Hey. Hey, I got a question for you. All right. We are making our underdog picks. Yeah. And Wes made his underdog pick. And after we got finished, they're all written down. He says, stop the presses. Can I change it? Me and no, me and Sean, hold on, hold on. Me and Sean both didn't say anything. I said, hold on, we got to talk with Adam. Absolutely not. Okay, Adam says absolutely not. Who is his underdog pick? Oklahoma State over Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who does he want to change it to? We don't even know. Do you want him to tell you? Yes. 
I'd rather I'd rather just be able to tell you the pick that I that. Well, no, nobody else is going to change your pick. So who is it? I want to take Coastal Carolina. He wants to take Coastal Carolina. Who do they play? They play Virginia. Virginia is a two point favorite. Oh no, there's no chance I'm letting him change to that. Yeah, see, that's. I Whatever. see. I, I don't. I don't think Virginia loses this game. I think that. I think they rally, but because of the incident. Uh, I think they'll play close for a half. But Coastal Carolina is just too good. The fighting mullets are, will win that game. So, uh, so, so, so the verdict is no, right? Uh, absolutely. I like not. how you let him. Uh, well, he gave us so much flack over allowing you to take an NFL. I, exactly. Underdog. I, I, I totally support this phone call right now. I was not going to let that happen without Adam having some say. No. I totally and support this. But phone you're allowed. But what do you think? Are you I'm just going with him? Okay. So you found the perfect. Okay. All right. Well, go enjoy your kids. All right. All right, bye. I, no, I I mean, I, I, I would I, say I, no. Yeah, I, I would too. But if Adam had said yes, I would have went with what he said. Whatever. You have to do your research, Wes. Peer pressure. Be, be prepared. You, when all, you, get you all were peer pressure. Listen, do <laughs> you want to know how much peer pressure I put into this? How much research? Oh, legitimately, the first game that I pulled up was SMU at Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you saw what I was doing. Um... <laughs> Uh, uh, but we're pretty good at it. I mean, if we were just doing money line, we're sixty to seventy percent picks. I missed. I missed the topic. It was. It was. It was on here. I'm going to throw this out. I heard this statistic this morning, and I wrote it down when I got to work. We've all seen the um, Big Ten West, right? How it's stacked up. There are eight games left. Amongst all of those those teams, there are 256 possible outcomes. Wow! Within That's that, nuts. and Iowa has the driver's seat. They win out, they win because they've got the tiebreakers over the other teams. So you're telling me Nebraska has a chance? <laughs> no, Nebraska does not have a chance. <laughs> Nebraska and Northwestern are eliminated. I knew they had fallen behind. I was hoping the fighting Mickey Rooney's or whoever his name is. Mickey Rourke. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Wait, Joseph. Mickey Rooney's. That's great. Right. Mickey Joseph. You see Mickey Rooney on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mickey Rooney's also dead. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know. So, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota and Illinois. I don't I like PJ Fleck. Have I told you all that? <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think he's overrated. Uh, well, I mean, I I think that's one of the teams that I said. Well, I mentioned him as being on the hot seat, and I also mentioned him as you know that team should be better. And I, I, it's also I, Minnesota. Yeah, but he did pretty good when he took him over. That's the state that you go get little soft drinks from, Minnesota. <laughs> At least you ended with a good one. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh shoot! Well, anyways, I just wanted to throw that statistic out there, but apparently Iowa has the the driver's seat there, which is really funny because they absolutely sucked at the beginning of the season and could not. Score a single point, and now they have a chance to go by. Well, they it. still can't score, but they got pretty decent defense. Yeah, they've played better offensively here lately. But 
All right, well, another show in the books. Neil, we are glad to have you back. And um, we will see you guys next week. This has been a few weeks coming. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.